0: Hello and welcome to episode 101 of Geek Town Radio. To celebrate this
1: momentous occasion, (laughs) I have with me... Ross. Amazing. Hello, Dave. 101. Yes. We're celebrating that after 100, <laughs> you're still allowed to do this.
0: <laughs> yes. So we're, we're on episode 101. Things are going slightly more back to normal this week. Yeah. We have an interview this week, which we didn't last week. Oh, so. good.
1: A good interview as well.
0: Yes, yes. A very good interview this week. Uh, certainly, if you're a gaming fan, then, then yes. Yes. A good interview. So what have you been up to? It's been about a month since you were on last
1: time. Yes, it has. Well, Dave, well. Um, certain circumstances have meant I haven't been able to do much, um, but I've been watching a lot of TV. One thing, I started watching uh, Sneaky Pete, which I know you talked about last week, and I yes. perfectly perfectly agree that that is an excellent show. I'm yeah. four in, yeah. and it's really, really good. I'm five in at the moment, I ah, okay. But of... then, before that, I was looking through, you know you get lists of things that are leaving sort of Netflix and now TV. And um on the I think either the last day of February or the last day of I think it's the last day of March, Mad Men is leaving now T V.
0: Ah, yes. So okay. It,
1: in the last two two maybe three weeks I've watched all seven seasons of Mad Men wow with all the spare time I've had available to me, <laughs> weekends and evenings and uh Mad Men is is terrific I, d- I know this is a late review but Mad Men is fantastic
0: <laughs> yeah wow okay yeah I, I've seen I think the first season and then other things got in the way so I didn't manage to catch up with it but it's one that I do want to go back and watch
1: it is well before the 31st of March on their TV you can catch it though <laughs> But yeah, it's for now. I've got, um, I think I've got the last five or six to watch, maybe well, watch a couple tonight, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. But this week, this week will be it. And then uh, I'll be back to Sneaky Pete and I've got to finish that off.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's some heavy binge watching, right it, there. It's
1: been, it's been a, it's been a trip. I'll tell you that much. But you know, so many programs, you get to the end and you can't remember people from the start. Yeah, particularly it's bad with programs like I mean, programs like Daredevil are okay because if you know comics, you sort of remember some of the characters because you know who they are. Yeah, but shows that rely on people's names who aren't particularly—they're not like superheroes; they're just people who have names. Yeah, it can be quite difficult to keep track of every, every, everyone. Yeah. Um. I found that in Sneaky Pete a little bit at the beginning when you're introduced to the family and it's kind of like wait. So who's who's this person? He's related to how hey? yeah. and but, yeah. Um. I think watching it that quickly really helps to sort of. So I know you can mention a name now and I've. Like, oh, that's the guy from this season who did this thing and, you know. So yeah, it's good in a way.
0: No, I know what you mean. There are, there are certain things. Oh, what was I watching? Hawaii 5.0, I was
1: watching recently. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. Let's compare show. Mad Men and Hawaii
0: 5.0. <laughs> yeah. No, just in terms of they did their 150th episode and then they went back. And I mean, we, we were talking last week about that show having severely jumped the shark already, but they go back and they're referencing things and. I'm like, who's that character? I can't remember <laughs> what of their, what's the relationship to, to the lead. I just, yeah. So that's always a bit of a, a of an I'm issue. I'm like that
1: with, uh, I'm like that with Game of Thrones sometimes. Is that oh yeah. Game of,
0: Game of Thrones is terrible for it. Yeah. I'm a very passive fan.
1: So someone or mention somewhere, I'll be like, I'm sorry. That's that's, which one is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. No, I know what you Maybe mean. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's my problem and I need to pay more attention. <laughs> to,
0: well, <laughs> yeah. I But yeah, I mean, I'm quite a big Game of Thrones fan and I have that problem problem as well just oh good remembering it's just who's no it's not there are a lot of characters <laughs> in that show
1: but yeah, after that i've got to get back to uh got to get back to my my life as was now that now that when that finishes i'll have to pick up the pieces to <laughs> and carry yeah. on
0: yes Oh, your, your life was it's going to be in the future
1: that's well, luckily we've got uh, i think mass effect is next month isn't it
0: you could be right yes yeah, so oh, i know absolutely. there was a preview thing in um, PC Gamer this month there was a preview article of Mass Effect so it must be coming fairly soon. Hopefully I'll not be bored. Yes well they're saying in the article that it's kind of a mashup of Mass Effect and they've taken a lot of the stuff they learned from Dragon Age Inquisition and mixed that into it so I'm really looking forward to this. It, it sounds like it's going to be excellent. So okay, uh, sounds so, good to me.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, I am really looking forward to that coming out. It should be really good, and hopefully, I don't know whether they're down there this weekend, but uh, it's PC gamer weekender this weekend in ah. this weekend this weekend in london um and uh, i will be down there so i i don't know whether that's going to be showing or not but if it is i will be very happy fantastic so is there anything else that you want no, to reveal else. to the nation
1: oh no absolutely nothing i've been planning for my uh, my proposal on their proposed is that I'm engaged
0: engaged I think is the you're yeah. looking for
1: I've engaged a lady and she yes. is given that
0: the, yeah given that this is is going out on Valentine's Day and that oh seems yes like so I could, didn't even think of yeah. that happy Valentine's Day everyone <laughs> so yes yes I thought that was a nice thing to add in for Valentine's Day but yes you're getting you're getting married if yes, you're getting I, proposed. Tried,
1: I tried my absolute hardest not to do it on Valentine's Day because <laughs> that would just be horrible wouldn't it no offence if anyone's doing it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it is a little cliched but you know i it's it's kind of sweet and romantic i guess but uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah that's what i've been up to that's been my life so it's been a bit of a yeah uh, now we're buying buying dresses and suits and everything you've got the legs for a dress i'm sure Got to get my size <laughs> for the dress i don't know what. It's <laughs> hell uh, yeah how about so, you dave what you, you've been doing
0: uh, me usual sort of stuff. I was after pottering after, around. Yes, pottering around and uh, watching various TV shows. Riverdale, which um is on Netflix. I don't know whether you've caught Riverdale yet. Oh, um, yeah. Give some, me a, can you the brief
1: plot? I might have heard of it. Rather than
0: Riverdale is this update of Archie comics from Greg belanti the guy that makes Flash and Arrow and all those shows. And uh it it's a bit like I've <laughs> sort of described it as being a bit like Vampire Diaries, but without the vampire pious uh, it's it's it so it's diaries it, it's it's sort of you know um somebody's described it as being a bit like the oc or you know that sort of it's all young attractive american people in a little small town okay it opens with them coming back to school after a summer where one of the kids has gone missing and he's presumed dead uh. and and uh it, it's the school kind of recovering after that and there's various relationships going on and bickering and but it's it's quite good fun it's well written there's an element of undertone of something else going on in uh. the town as well it's not a supernatural show but it has that feeling of um if you things
1: ever, aren't what they appear th- yeah
0: of. things aren't quite what they appear and and it's quite nicely written and it's got some nice twist to it. Same same way that, you know, fortitude had that sort of, has mm. that sort of thing of, of it it feeling a little bit supernatural, but it's not, there are scientific reasons for things. It's not quite that far, but it's, it's in, it's heading into that ballpark. I mean, the very different right. types of shows, but you know, in terms of the feeling is me is that, you know, it is a sort of teen drama, but there is something else going on underneath as well. Um, it's slightly subversive, which I quite like.
1: Great. Legion also aired this week as well. Do you know, I was going to ask you where I can, do you know where I can catch Legion? Legion uh, should be on Now TV. Mm, that's what I thought. Cause Fox is on Now TV and it's on Fox, isn't it? Yes. So um, I was, because I believe they've got I don't know if it's this um, something to do with the visuals I don't know if it's the uh, cinematographer uh, Do they have a cinematographer on TV I don't know was yes, the same the same guy who did Fargo ah. Right. and I very much liked Fargo, so I thought I'll give this a shot. Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise, it doesn't seem like my kind of thing. Really. Apart from the the um, the X Men tack on, but it's not really. I take it it's not really X Meny.
0: No, no, it's it's not at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you like Fargo, I I think there's there's something about Legion you will probably like actually because I
1: have to give it a go.
0: It is superhero based technically, but it's not like any superhero show you've ever seen before. Um, mm. There's a lot more psychology going on. There are there are Powers and that you know it's based around mutants and you know Legion. The lead character is a mutant, but it's got a lot more in terms of the psychology, and it's kind of weird and trippy, and it, it's a really interesting show. So I would definitely advise you to give that a try. I'll definitely try that.
1: Post Mad I will definitely try that out.
0: Yeah, try that out. Um, MacGyver also started this week.
1: Great, which, good stuff.
0: <laughs> which is is preposterous and. Uh, <laughs> Um, very, very Hawaii Five O. It's it's the same. There there is a connection with the Hawaii Five O guys. Um, they're all part of the sort of Hawaii Five O NCIS and MacGyver are all kind of part of the same universe. So okay so um, could we get
1: a crossover do you think there
0: is a crossover there is oh, a crossover coming between hawaii Five O and macgyver but it's shot in a very similar way it has a very very similar feel to it so if you like something like hawaii Five you you'll like macgyver i i know andrew messaged me <laughs> after watching it and saying he absolutely hated it but uh <laughs> but yeah it's he was a huge fan of the original i don't remember the original particularly well so for your time dave a little bit yeah maybe i maybe it was i'm not sure but um, yeah, I mean, I th- I thought it was perfectly fine. It's silly fluff TV, but, you know, mm. it was perfectly OK and perfectly watchable. Emerald City as well. That came out this week, which, is, as I've said before, is basically the Wizard of Oz crossed with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode of it. I haven't seen any more than that. So I've only seen what's just gone out on TV. But um, yeah, I'm going to be watching more of that. I really enjoyed it. Walking Dead, as well, returns... Well we're recording this on Monday, so it returns tonight. And... Uh I actually have already seen the episode. So <laughs> because it, like, I got perks of running a TV website, I, I got a preview of it, but yeah, it's uh, for me, uh, I won't give anything away, but it, it's basically, I think it's found its feet a bit more again. It, it feels after the first half of the season got, mm. was like trudging through mud in places. <laughs> it seems to have pulled itself together a lot more. There is a, a glimmer of it, a, kind of it being a bit more positive positive. And, you know, you'll start seeing the various different um, towns and clans starting to sort of pull together or try and pull together. So you're seeing a lot more of that. There are some interesting developments as well, but I'm I'm not going to go into those. If you want more on The Walking Dead, you can go and check out the Entertainment Talk Walking Dead podcast, which uh, I, me and Matt do, which is over on entertainmenttalk.org. So uh, you, can, you can check that out later in the week as well, if you're a fan of that. Uh, we're also doing one for 24 as well so yeah, dun dun. so that'll be one to look out for um also that came out this week the iron fist trailer have you seen this
1: yes i have yes very exciting isn't it
0: yes i i like the look of this although the setup is is very green arrow but yeah i'm not sure which came first actually out of those two but the setup is very very similar
1: but it looks really good yeah yeah um i have a i have this thing with um marvel netflix i'm a big fan as you know dave <laughs> but um the thing is that daredevil so far is the only one with a costume which i think when you get the defenders together will look ridiculous because <laughs> <laughs> You've got like normal looking guy, normal looking guy, normal looking girl, and then whatever Daredevil's got going on with his body armor. And it seems very really weird. So I'd like I'd like to see um Iron Fist doesn't have much of a costume. And there was that sort of vintage costume nod in there Uh um but i iron fist very much has a costume and i would like to see him in it
0: yeah i'm sort of with you but i mean jessica jones and luke cage don't have costumes in the comic books yes exactly
1: in fact the the newer i like the the newer power man and iron fist comics which are excellent by the way generally it's just luke's in some sort of yellow and black somewhere about his person and then Iron Fist's got his proper costume. That would be good. I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll bring out the costume. That will be good. But um, yes, I'm looking forward to uh, to that turning up. It's, Definitely. Iron uh, Fist airs on the 17th of March on Netflix. There you so, are. So only... I'll have
1: that and Mass Effect to keep me alive.
0: Yes. So you've less, well, slightly over a month to wait to, to, for that. So so not too bad. And speaking of, of uh, video games, as we were, Um, (laughs) Elite Dangerous I've been playing recently
1: good how's that
0: it's uh, well I've played it before but it was a while back before the Horizons update came out yeah and the the Horizons update allows you to land on planets and also gives you the ability to have a a little like um, buggy Thing that you can (laughs) drop out the back of the ship and drive around on planets as well. So So,
1: not not unlike Mass Effect had that.
0: Yeah, not not unlike Mass Effect. Yes, very much so. I mean, it's it's an open world as well. So you are playing online with other players. Bits of it are a bit of a grind, you know, in in terms of making money in the early days is is quite difficult. But they've added things in like, um, you can carry passengers now, which is quite fun. So you can stick like uh, economy or business class into (laughs) sort of a ship or a VIP class and just kind of, you know, first class and stick them in. And um carry people around. And you know, they some people just want transporting from A to B. Some people want to go on on a tour of like certain tourist destinations. You have to take them to particular oh, location stuff. So that's quite good fun. There's some great little little things like uh you know, there's the standard sort of go here, shoot all these pirates sort of <laughs> stuff. There's also ones of of go to this location, land on this planet, knock out this person's generator. Um, or go and steal the data from the data. It's got to be. The, like
1: it's got to be the shield generator, Dave. Always <laughs> the plot of every Star Wars movie. You've got to yes. take out the shield generator. <laughs> the
0: generator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot more variation in the missions than they were before. As I say, the bits of it are still a bit of a grind. I, uh, but you know, it's it's more interesting than it was, and they're still updating stuff as well. They've got a, a new thing coming out. This is two point two. This this. Current patches, then 2.3 will be the next one. And that has uh, the ability to be able to put multi crews in a ship. So you can basically get a bunch of friends together and all be operating different things within one ship. Oh, great.
1: So, like, uh, was it uh, Star Trek? No, it's not Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yes. Um, uh,
0: yeah, Star Trek Bridge Crew.
1: Does that work the same way? I was going to say, what's that um, Xbox game they've got coming out where you're pirates and you all have to do a little bit on the pirate ship? I can't remember what it's called now.
0: Oh yes, yeah, no, yeah. I, I can't remember right, what it's then. called, but I, I know the one you mean. Yeah, there's there's a game <laughs> where one. you will get to to be different parts on a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah, exactly that sort of thing. The other thing is um, you can uh, now put smaller ships inside some of the larger ships as well. So if you've got a, a ship which is kind of slow and not massively well defended, but you're basically using it for haulage, so you can carry lots of stuff. Mm. You can. Uh, if you to attacked, that. you can carry a fighter in the belly of it and drop Fantastic. the fighter out and, and actually... I think you can either have a pilot for the fighter, or you can pilot the fighter yourself.
1: Mm. So, That's good. Seems seems much more rounded. It's yeah, nice so when th- a game does that, and it feels so much a lot fuller. more
0: stuff. I I would like them to get a point, get to a point where you can actually get out and walk around. But mm. um, there is another game coming out called Star Citizen, which is in sort of fairly early alpha alpha at the moment. There's not that much put together. They've kind of got bits of the different areas, but they are basically planning. To sort of do that have a big open universe have ships so they can actually land in cities and you can get out and go and walk around a shopping area and you know so it, mm. it's entirely tied together and that does look amazing but it's going to take a while to get there i think because at the moment they've got bits of ship battles and like bits of stuff you can walk around but there's nothing's kind of properly connected as far as i can tell so um yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I would like to see Elite get to that point as well. It'd be good. But it's, it's a fun game. I think it's on Xbox as well as PC, although I'm playing on PC. Mm.
1: So worth looking up. Good. Sounds interesting.
0: So um, if you've got nothing else this week, then we shall move on to film and TV news. Fantastic. First news story this week is one that I actually haven't posted up on the website, but it's been doing the rounds a lot. Oh, my God, Dave. (laughs) It sucks. It's exciting. Like it's basically that Fox have said they're interested in making a new series of Firefly. Now, swoon. I, I've not put this up on the website partly because, to me, Fox saying they want to make it is great, <laughs> but their caveat is they will only do it if Joss Whedon is involved, and Joss Whedon has been eerily silent on the whole issue so far. You, you watch, we'll, we'll say this now, and then t- like yeah. tonight he'll come out with a statement. But yeah, Joss Whedon hasn't actually said anything about it yet, and. He He's currently in the process of of making a new film. He's been hesitant about going back to that world after, you know, after everything else that's happened. And the fact that he sort of rounded off bits of the story with serenity. So I, I don't know. He may decide that he wants to go back to it, but I, I don't know it's difficult uh, to, to know where his head will be at with that
1: it'd certainly be interesting to see how he handles that those challenges if it did happen
0: yeah I mean it's interesting with the cast because you are on a good point with the cast I mean Nathan Fillion has now finished Castle so he's bumbling around doing various different bit parts he of was stuff. in uh,
1: Modern Family the other day and I, I was talking to my near fiance about who he was and she just didn't understand and I was like <laughs> yeah but there's a ship and they're like cow- they're not cowboys because it's in space but they're like that and it's the whole thing.
0: you <laughs> nearly need to show her the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she would not appreciate it.
0: <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, so Fillion is finished doing Castle. He's popped up in um, Santa Clarita Diet, which is the new TV show on Netflix, new show on Netflix, which we interviewed the cinematographer, I think it was, a while back. But he popped up in an episode of that and he's popped up in an episode of some other things. He's got the thing going, the Conman series, which they've done a second season of which he does with Alan Tudyk. So there, there are bits and pieces that he's been doing, but he's not on one particular show at the moment. Jill Say isn't doing that much right now as far as I can work out apart from I mean she's she took a lot of time off to be a mum as because uh, she had a little baby last wow. year I think. So uh and uh, she, again, he's doing a bit parts on things, but isn't a reg- series regular on the show. Summer so Glau, as far as I can tell, isn't a series regular on anything at the moment. Neither is Sean Meyer, who, um, yeah, doesn't seem to be regular on anything. Gina Torres looks like she's got a part on the Shondaland series, this catch now, but... Is no longer regular in suits. So if she's not a lead in the catch, which I don't think she is, then she's not going to be that tied up. Marina Baccarin has got some work on Gotham, but I don't know how much she's shown up in the latest season because I haven't seen it yet, because Channel 5 are dragging their feet. <laughs> so those are all kind of dealable with, I think. The biggest problem is probably Adam Baldwin at the moment because mm. he's a major player character on the last ship which is a show which runs on sky one over here and they're currently filming the next two seasons back to back so that's going to tie him up quite a oh lot. yeah so that's one issue and the other problem is alan tudyk
1: i think alan tudyk would come i think he's I'm, the most likely if no, you said no, drop I, everything we're doing firefly i think he's the most likely to say yeah right
0: Yeah, well, there are a couple of issues. Well, the first one is um, he's currently one of the major characters on *Powerless*, which is the new DC show on NBC. He's like a cousin of Bruce Wayne, who runs this, who's a kind of idiot cousin that that runs the uh, the Wayne Enterprises tech division in in the uh, in wherever they're based. But uh, so he's got a fairly major role on that show. There is the other issue of of Wash, the character himself. um after the events of firefly of of uh, serenity they um, could
1: uh, star wars um disney decided that all the star wars comics just weren't canon at one point <laughs> a few a couple of years you just, no that didn't that didn't happen that that doesn't count
0: Yeah it it's sort of yeah what what do you do with it's the wash issue what do you do with wash because he was such a beloved character and i mean he has been known to bring people back but it's it's difficult to know what Whedon might do, whether he would want to bring Wash back or whether he want to use Alan in, in a different way somehow or, I don't know, turn him into a, the chip's computer or I don't know what you'd do. Oh, yeah, that'd
1: be good, yeah. Uh, th- you know, I, I mean... Like a I, Holly situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whether you could do something like that, I, I don't know. But I, I think, you know, I, I actually think that most Firefly fans... If you miraculously had him suddenly come back to life, after fine. Him, I, I actually think we'd all just forgive him for it because <laughs> you know, I think I, we, I think the desire to have washback overrides the events of what happened in that film. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I actually think that if he wanted to just like have him turn up alive, I, I think that would be absolutely fine. You know having yeah, having, just, being, having have a twin or something i don't know. Even mention, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know or or a clone or i i i'm not sure what you do but i i think there there are ways around it i'm sure and even if it's completely preposterous i completely forgive forgive joss for doing it as i think every firefly fan would just to have washback on the screen so I don't know. Um, but as I say, I, the moment, the fact that Fox says they're interested in doing it is understandable given that they're running these like 10 episode, like prison break and that sort of stuff. Yeah, They're reviving old series. And, uh, uh x files and things like that so it's an event series it makes sense i just don't know whether there's any point to talking about it if whedon has no interest Mm. so you know it's one of those things i sort of avoided posting it because i was kind of like well i don't want to get anybody's hopes up it's like
1: non-news isn't
0: it yeah because i mean of course fox want it at this point because they know there's a big fan base for it it's exactly the sort of show they should be going after but, I mean, good on them for saying they wouldn't do it without Whedon because, you know, there was talk of whether it Fox or one of the other networks doing a Buffy revival without Joss, which now, yeah. I think is now dead in the water, which was a horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm glad Fox have said they wouldn't approach it without him. But, yeah, until we hear from Joss, there's not really anything to see, I don't think. So so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully we'll get a comment at some point. Next bit of news is a new Sky 1 commission. Sky have been really putting themselves out there with original productions recently. Mm. There's been... I mean, their, their idea was to have one major drama series a month on um, uh, Sky Atlantic. Uh, but on top of that, they're rupping the amount of original productions they're doing for Sky 1 as well, which is where things like Hootin' and the Lady came out.
1: Just a sidebar, um, Lucky Man is back towards the end of March, I think.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Lucky Man is back... On the, I think it's earlier than that. Actually, to the end oh. of yes, twenty fourth of February.
1: Oh wow, how about that? I remember twenty something. I saw a bill There's a billboard at the end of my road. Maybe I should have paid more attention.
0: <laughs> All that money they spend on billboards, advertising,
1: it, it just doesn't work, Dave. The advertising <laughs> just doesn't work.
0: That's why you have a nice convenient list on GeekTown.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, yeah. So twenty fourth. Uh, that's back. But uh, yeah, so spurred on by the success of things like that, they're now making more original productions. This latest one is called Bounty Hunters. It's an action comedy and it stars... Jack Whitehall of all
1: people of all people
0: so it's Jack Whitehall and the against Academy Award nominee Rosie Perez uh, which is is not like two people you would expect (laughs) to necessarily see together which is part of part of the the kind of casting arrangement I guess I think Jack's actually uh, yeah Jack Whitehall has written it with a guy called Freddie Cyborn who co-wrote Bad Education with him Bounty Hunters sees a posh uptight Brit called Barnaby Walker (laughs) Yeah. Uh, obviously he's Jack Whitehall sorting always gonna out going to give him a pop's name <laughs> are not they yeah sorting out his family's cash-strapped antique business after his father is hospitalised following a mysterious incident however when he unwittingly buys a blood antiquity looted from the water Middle East he sets off a chain of events that nothing could prepare him for cue help in the shape of tough New Yorker and bounty hunter Rita Morales who is played by Perez whose own world is also in turmoil she's on the run having killed a a member of a mexican cartel as the dynamic duo team up viewers will be taken on a comedy journey stretching from new york to london to mexico so um it's another sort of comedy duo thing sort of in the guise of i mean hooten and the lady was kind of that but i was that, gonna say it
1: seems like that
0: that was a bit more action-adventury rather than action comedy i guess it was sort of action adventure with a comedy element whereas this is strictly action comedy by the sound of it I, I don't know. I, really, this this lives or dies on whether you like Jack Whitehall,
1: I guess. Yes. It's um, unfortunate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind him. He's perfectly fine. I've seen him on panel shows. I've never seen any of his uh, acting stuff, so I don't know. I've never seen Bad Education. But yeah, I I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a fairly okay premise, but it, it, it's skirting very close to, to Hooten and the Lady mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I don't know. That's only from the description, but I, you know, yeah difficult to difficult to really judge. But I mean, Rosie Perez is a perfectly decent actress. And so you've got to assume that there must be something in it. Otherwise she wouldn't have agreed to do it in the first place. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So there's that. And then the last piece of news today is regarding Dexter's Michael C. Hall who has landed the role of JFK in The Crown Season 2, which I thought was an interesting little bit of casting. Yeah. From serial killer to president as well, which is, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's done a few things in between, but, you know, that's that's what most people know him for. It's going to be in the second season, the which is starting with Her Majesty's Armed Forces fighting an illegal war in Egypt and works through to the 1960s, ending with the downfall of Harold Macmillan, the Prime Minister. i I mean, I quite like the uh the show i don't know if you've seen any of the crowd
1: no no but i'm interested now that because um <laughs> go back to this a lot of madmen, there's a lot of points in american history in the 60s things like kennedy and the moon landing and nixon and things like that yeah. and they they serve as sort of framing devices for certain things that happen in the plot um and i think actually i think that'd be really interesting to see things because i like a i like a Histo- historical program anyway. Uh, well, is it historical if it's the last one? I guess so. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so sorry. yeah, that does sound, uh, does sound. I have to get on it, I have to get on it.
0: Yeah, it's it's worth watching. The first season is really good. I haven't, still haven't quite finished it yet, but um, it's one of those that's kind of been sat on the back burner while other things have come up uh I, i'm struggling to watch everything that's getting, being recorded on sky at the moment so <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's written by peter morgan the guy who wrote the uh the queen and frost nixon and rush it's uh, primarily it's telling the story about buckingham palace and, the, and uh, downing street but obviously with these sort of events you're going to bring in americans and and that sort of stuff because yeah. you know jfk was such a major part of of that bit of history So JFK is apparently being portrayed as somebody at home in front of a crowd, a natural leader with excellent public speaking, who does not take kindly to being upstaged by anybody, especially his wife. Although Mm -hmm. Jackie's accomplishments are perceived to be an asset to the president, JFK feels unmanned by his wife's popularity. In public, he seeks revenge by flaunting his many infidelities and behind closed doors, his jealousy surfaces in a form of anger and manipulation. So it sounds like they're not portraying him as particularly nice, Character, oh, how interesting, um, which is an interesting take on, on it. Uh, Jackie Kennedy has also been cast as well. That's um, a South African actress called Jodie Balfour, who was in Bomb Girls, so uh, you know, which is where a lot of British people might know from. Uh, she's described as a seemingly natural first lady whose charming exterior of confidence and glamour hides a shy woman wh- who loathes public life, which is is kind of the Jackie Kennedy I think we've, yes, we've seen yeah. before, you know. so. But yeah, that portrayal of JFK, I think, could be very, very interesting. interesting. Uh, yeah. And uh, Michael C. Hall is a, a fantastic actor. So he was brilliant in Dexter. He was brilliant in Six Feet Under as well. So yeah, I think he's a good pick. For JFK, I can see him managing to pull that off. Mm. Um, we've also got Downton Abbey's Matthew Good has also been cast. He's playing Princess Margaret's photographer husband, who is Anthony Armstrong Jones, the first Earl of Snowden. Tony, as he was known, is described as a charming, passionate, and avant-garde photographer who knows all the right people. His swinging 60s attitude is in stark contrast to the staid outlook of the palace and Princess Margaret is accustomed to. So uh, yeah, that was. I remember that that was a fairly kind of interesting relationship as well that she got herself mm. into. So yeah, I mean, it, interesting sets of of casting there.
1: A little um, bit of history.
0: Yes, yeah, I like a bit of a good historical drama. That's always yeah.
1: Good. He, he looks like. I suppose this is a bit of a connotation from Dexter, or maybe why he was cast in Dexter. But that that description of Kennedy is like very, very, very outgoing, but also has this kind of dark you know yeah. he's got that that you know that um I, yeah, I, I,
0: I, a sort of darkened tone to it yeah, yeah
1: like a vengeful thing about his yeah, wife yeah. and he's gonna you know it, it seems like he he does that well
0: yeah yeah i think you're right this is the last season that's gonna have claire foyer matt smith as queen elizabeth and prince philip because next season which presumably will go into the 70s will have an older pair of actors taking
1: over the role that's quite a double act to follow
0: yeah yeah it is um and it's an interesting choice doing that rather than sticking makeup on them yeah um, to do that but i quite like that idea and i mean it sort of makes sense that you know if you if that you're going to recast people every couple of seasons so the idea is that the six seasons in total each 10 episodes they'll have two people in those roles for two seasons each. yeah so uh so you'll you get, get three kind couples of, Yes, yeah, so you'll get three couples taking on the role. So it'll be interesting to see who they cast next.
1: But no news on the uh, who is.
0: No, no, they've not announced that yet. So I don't know yet. But, yeah. uh Curious. I, I am wondering, given that it's Peter Morgan, whether, um, who was it that played the Queen? Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yeah. I, I mean, kept
1: thinking Judy Dench then. Judy Dench was like right at the front of my mind. Helen
0: Mirren and James Cromwell. I do wonder whether when you get to the sort of later, like the last two couple, whether it ends up being Helen Mirren, Mirren and James Cromwell, if they can get them to do it for two seasons or even just for the final season, maybe. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, look at um, Michael Sheen has played Tony Blair multiple times for Peter Morgan. So it's whether you know you could get those two maybe to to come in and play them in this.
1: He could be even be Tony Blair in this, maybe.
0: Well, I, that wouldn't surprise me if they got him to come and do Tony Blair in
1: this. They'll have um, to do uh, Blair and Princess Di and then into the, uh, was it last year? There was the, the 75th and the, and the the royal wedding before that. What it, interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, if it's if we're in 60s now, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. So, you know, it, it should pretty much come up to present day. So see where it ends up but uh, yeah. I should have so, to
1: watch it and report back.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. The, the The episodes I've seen I've really enjoyed so it's worth looking up. So that is all the news for this week. Next up we have the interview. <laughs> So this week's interview is going to be a bit of a treat if you're a fan of video games, particularly if you're a fan of the Hitman series, because we have Agent 47 himself, David Bateson. David Bateson is the voice of Agent 47 and has been the voice of Agent 47 pretty much in all the game incarnations, I think, so far. So uh, they did try and replace him at one point, which he, we, does come into the conversation and we do talk a bit about that. So, hmm. uh, But uh, yes, He's been the voice, basically, for, for all the games. Technically, he's a South African actor, but he was born to English parents and now lives in Denmark. So English is predominantly his accent, but he does work in Denmark at the moment. So kind of interesting sort of mix of all over yeah. the place. He's done film and he's done some TV, uh, works quite a lot in Danish theatre at the moment. He's best known and best loved, though, for Agent 47 in the Hitman games. He's voiced the character since two thousand. And as far as we can work out, he's probably the longest-serving voice actor in gaming history, other than David Hayter, who voices Solid Snake in mm. the Metal Gear games.
1: But um, well, maybe maybe it would be the, the the longest one who still does it, because of course David Hayter doesn't do it anymore. Twenty-four y- does it, doesn't he?
0: Yes. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland took over most yes, recently, you. so so yeah, I, he may actually. have have outdone him have outdone David Hayter because David Hayter started a little bit earlier and um, David Bateson is still doing Agent 47 right now so we'll see we'll see but uh, yeah he was a fascinating person to talk to we got a lot of questions I went on Reddit and asked the people on Reddit if they had any questions for him and usually I only get a few questions and I got a ton of them (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of fans of Hitman out there I know so um, did
1: you ask does he shave his head because he likes it or because he's going Bald. uh no i didn't i didn't that ask is a him key that. old man question <laughs> is do you enjoy it or is this a medical necessity at this point
0: <laughs> no no it's a shame you didn't bring that one up earlier i could have asked him. i'm that.
1: sorry <laughs> you can't that might offend him he mm-hmm. might he might hit you he <laughs> might hit man you <laughs>
0: maybe maybe um so this is the interview with david um hope you really enjoy this we'll see you afterwards with some air dates. Hi, David. Hey, David. You must be a
2: nice person if you're a
0: <laughs> Of course, of course. It's good to be finally talking to you anyway. that. <laughs> yeah. You're most famous for your role in the Hitman games. Yeah. So how did that come to you in the first place? Purely
2: by chance, actually. I was in a studio doing a voiceover, um, obviously in English, and uh, the people who um, ran the studio said, listen, we've got this, uh, we're doing some graphics work on our, on our new... Computer games. So, so they had a a working relationship with the original uh, owners of IO Interactive. Right. Who, who at that point, were just sort of five computer nerds in a garage. Uh, You know, a real sort of Steve Jobs story. Really. I mean, they had they had jobs on the side working at a film company, Nordisk Film. But this was their kind of uh, project, as I understood. On the, on the side, which uh, they were hoping, I believe, to sort of use this Hitman computer game to, to hopefully sell and, and make some money so they could then, with that money, that capital, use it to develop other games. Yeah. Little did they know it would sort of end up being such a, a monster hit. And <laughs> they were sort of sitting with suits and ties on in a, in a big building on in the waterfront, you know, going, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you say, the the franchise has expanded uh, are just r- ridiculous about since you first started. Did you have any including how big this might have going to get yourself?
2: No, uh, you know, I don't think anyone did. But I will say this: that um, I uh, right from the get go, when I looked at the graphics, you know, when they said at that time in the studio, I said, "Let me just yeah, see what what what, what is this computer game?" And I, I went into this uh, editing suite and and they ran some sequences by me and went ah, lip and egg. That is at that is a, a completely different level. We're talking now 16 years ago. So yeah, that's yeah. in all forms of computer work. That's a lifetime. That's a millennium ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, um, f- but even then, you know, they, uh, it, was a, it was a cut above the rest of what was going on, I thought. And also it appealed to me very much because it had a sort of film noir look to it, you know, and um, being a massive fan of... Blade Runner. I just couldn't get enough of that. So I went, <laughs> yeah, I'll do this. So, yes, I mean, the, the point is I, I thought it would sell, even if it was a little eclectic or what's that yeah. word? Uh, you know, it seemed pretty Specialized. high. yeah, completely. yeah. Yeah, but um, I did think it would actually have legs, and it, but I, no one thought it would go that big.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you voiced the character over pretty much all the games, haven't you? At this point.
2: Yeah, I mean they did um, uh, try dropping me, which was uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, well, I <laughs> got a bit of low, But but um, you know I, they're, they're entitled to do that. But it came as a as a surprise because I'd I'd had negotiations with them earlier in that year. I think it was two thousand eleven and um it all looked like it was gonna happen and then yeah. they try you know this went in a different artistic direction Right. Yeah. but then the fans got really uh humpy about it and um yeah
0: yeah
2: they just wouldn't they wouldn't have anything to do with that so yeah that was really the power of the, the power of the fan base that uh i think bless them they uh really um did a, you know, 180 degrees, you know, turnaround and, um, and came back to me and said, listen, we've, we've really been listening. And we've been, we just don't think it has the same, you know, power and mystery. And would you mind recording it? And I went, yeah, of course. And, and <laughs> no, you know, there was no, I wasn't going to, I mean, I did jokingly say it when, they, when I got the first phone call from, I can't remember who it was now. He's not there anymore. Um, I said, "Oh, you know," and he was a bit. (laughs) I went, "Oh, you're you're not dead then." (laughs) "Ah," But um, no, it was no hard feelings, and uh, I'm glad they uh, had the balls to actually come back to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, it's good. It's really good. And, you know, I think, as you say, the fans really got behind that and really didn't like the idea of you not doing it, which I think is lovely as well.
2: Yeah, it, it speaks volumes. And I've since really now had a lot of contact with the fans over the years, as as much as I can. I'm always trying to um, answer questions and uh, relate to them as much as I can on, on social media. But also physically, I, I was at the um, EGX ooh, September 2015 up in Birmingham. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, very close to and me. That, yeah. that
2: blew my socks off. Yeah. I've never, okay, I've never I've never been to one of those before. So so they're all like that. But it just, the, that kind of, generally speaking, the, the dedication of fans of computer games is off the Richter scale. Yeah, and, yeah. And then getting to meet so many Hitman fans just really humbled me, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. I should say actually, before I came on to do this interview, I went on to Reddit and posted a little thing in the Hitman forum, which yeah. you know it's got a sort of dedicated group of people that follow it. And I I went and posted and said, look, I'm I'm uh, talking to David. If you've got any questions, just post okay. them and, and usually I do that quite often if I'm doing interviews yeah
2: <laughs> just to yeah. so you get k- a you get a real kind of uh a- demographic of
0: of yeah just and just to give these guys who are huge fans to give them an opportunity to ask some questions um and usually when i do that i might get sort of five or six people posting something (laughs) we're we're about i don't know 50 or 60 questions (laughs) um, bless them i want to them all home
2: and give them a good dinner
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so i mean admittedly some of them do cross over and some of them were things that i i was sort of gonna ask you anything anyway but um cool. but, but yeah so i i've got this whole load of questions one of the ones i think you may have answered this a few times in interviews before but one of the ones from uh from one of the guys was did you audition for the role in any of the movies or did that ever come up?
2: No, I didn't audition. I um, I offered my services, and they were politely declined. Um, <laughs> that's just—I mean—that's the the bottom line. But I did get a positive feedback from the Paris office of um, the first film because it was uh, right. it was a French uh, production company, and it had, of course, the um, the producer of Leon and uh, Taxi. You know the uh, yeah. My name's gone blank now, but he's—he's he's simply the man for action films. Anyway, um, but it was—it was never going to be. Um, I was always a dead duck because I think 20th Century Fox had it all sewn up using their um Timothy Oliphant, who was already on their books yeah. with uh, the Deadwood uh, yes, yeah. you know, thing. So, um, no, I mean, but I, you know, I—I I have to say, I did. S- the way they were promoting that first film was that, uh, you know, who is Agent 47? You know, he is this legend. No one knows what he looks like because if you've met him, you're dead. Yeah. And so they had a, a kind of uh, – had a window of opportunity there which would would actually appeal to a um, a not-known actor. Yes. Yeah. You know, instead of going, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Oh, it's <laughs> Matt Damon. And, oh, hello. Oh, you're very anonymous. Um. Yeah. they had a they had a, a chance they just i said and I was getting guys you know i'll i'll fly over just give me 15 minutes of your time and i'll walk away you know? yeah aren't you even curious yeah because um anyway it it wasn't to be so that's
0: yeah. fine no i mean that's- you, you- you're quite right. That that would have made far more sense. But, you know, they've yeah. never quite managed to get it right with the film. So, you know...
2: Well, you know, for example, I haven't seen the, this, uh, the latest, uh, you know, the, the uh, Assassin's Creed film. Yeah. And the trailer looks great. And, you know, the Hitman trailers look absolutely amazing as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I they, they haven't got them right yet, at least, and and it's weird because I know with regard to Hitman, that the writers on uh, on Hitman from IO uh, Interactive, okay, I know they've been close to this game for many years and so on, but they're really good, and the stories are are really interesting and complex, and and lot. I mean, why does Hollywood have to you know turn it into some kind of Vin Diesel car chase and you know? the quick and the dead's 42. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, just the silent assassin. It's, it's in the title guys.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, you I,
2: know, the, rocket launchers and, and girls and with no closing.
0: So, yeah. yeah. I, I never quite understand that. Cause there, there are, there is obviously a huge audience that are buying the games and they're buying it because of the way that it is written at the moment. So you would think carrying yeah. that on would make sense, but yeah. Such as life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what the questions have we got? We've got, mm. how do you feel about the MPC voices not having the correct accent for the country that they're in, <laughs> was one of the questions.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, some of it is just, just pure economics. Yeah. I mean, as I understand, they, they're using um, some kind of casting agent, voice agent in uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, most of the voices were done there, right. And so they're probably just given a limited budget and hired five people and say, can you do 300 voices? And they went, of course they go. Yeah. i I'm, I actually don't know, but it is a pity. I will say that because when i when you think of this serious amounts of money being used yeah. in developing a game to kind of just shoot it in the foot uh, with a voice actor who's doing his best or her best but are up against it because they you know they have yeah. to to multitask like it's going out of fashion. I think that's a pity I mean especially with this one uh, there were there were so many voices, um, yeah the mcp so that agent 47 can interact with which is a, a real plus i mean it's it's quite staggering you know I would have just, you know, up up the old voice budget there and and, and hired a few more. Yeah, so I I, <laughs> I I agree. I mean I'll I'll be honest with you, I haven't played the whole new game through, but I know some of the sequences, especially the Paris, which I, I did quite a lot of.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Um there were so many <clears throat> in the at the fashion shows and so on that I thought, whoa.
0: Yeah. Haven't
2: I heard that voice before? <laughs> you know, or you know, so yeah. It's yeah if you're going to splash out on all the MCPs and and make them interact, I think you need to just up the voice agent, the voice um, account.
0: Yes. It's, it's some, it's one of those things that some companies do brilliantly and some companies kind of seem to, to skip over. I remember the the first version of the Witcher video game, which they ended up having to re-record everything because the voice acting was so terrible and it vastly improved everything. Um, It doesn't make a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of the biggest criticisms you have of Bethesda as well with a lot of their games, um, which are brilliant, but the 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 major criticism is they never record enough dialogue. So you get you get these memes come up about the that what was the one on Skyrim about the the guard that gets shot in the knee with an arrow. Um and, and that phrase comes up, you know, I used to be something or other, but I was shot in the knee with an arrow that, that <laughs> phrase comes up repeatedly so oh, no, much no. that the that, oh, that you know yeah. it's it's one of those things and it makes such a huge difference with video games and i've never quite understood why they don't just get the person that's doing the voices just record like 30 more lines you know yeah.
2: say so, i'm not feeling well Ooh, yeah. All my yeah. All my yeah.
0: oh yeah 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 whatever you know it, it just yeah, yeah some variation and it would be good but yes so I, pretty- I mean
2: we cover pretty much uh, in the Hitman series, in extensively the dialogue, but it's as you <laughs> say, it has to be with a, a a few number of actors to make it feasible. But uh, you know, as I say, I've only experienced it with the, with the first level. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't sort of been wandering the streets in Morocco and and, and Japan and so know <laughs> all, all the other voices.
0: Um, and that's a fair question, actually. Have you? Do you actually play all the games? I mean, I know you said you haven't got that far in the latest one, but. Have you, have you played each of
2: them? Wait to get the, I'm getting the disc because I've got my PlayStation 4. I'm going to go off the radar for a while. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I've just been busy. I do. um, And I played, obviously, the earlier games. I think I played the first four games. I did a lot of blood money as well. So that's that's four, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Absolution, I was interested in it. It's just down to time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I started it, I was, you know, I had a this girlfriend, but we had no children. And, uh, 16 years down the line, I've got three children and the same lovely woman. And, um, <laughs> but you know, kind of less time now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's just down to time. I mean, I've just been in my studio today, uh, recording and editing all day and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to, you know, pick up the the youngest at the school and oh, I should be walking the dog and I do a bit of shopping and then oh, I've got this interview and then I've got to pick up a guy and, you know, <laughs> drive around and then I've got dinner with like You know, it's just, I'd love to kind of go away to a cave somewhere with my PlayStation 4, you know, just going, I'm not in. <laughs>
0: yeah. Leave me alone. I you know. know the feeling. So do you have a favourite game in the franchise and why is that If you do, why is that your favourite?
2: Well, it's, you know, it's always been one particular level, and I think it was in Silent Assassin, Silent Assassin of Contracts, which is in St. Petersburg. But that was something to me, it just spooked me out that uh, particular level because of this big granite buildings and wide boulevards or streets and that crunching snow and the stillness of it all. It just, it haunted me. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a way which uh, it, maybe I was because of the first time I'd come across that in, in the computer game. It was just so I just wanted to walk around the streets and, and kind of feel like a child, almost like it was lost his parents. And It was just, you know, nothing good was going to happen here. People are going to die. But, <laughs> but as a game, um, you know, I did a bit of research myself when I was um, at the EGX and did this signing session. Yeah. Uh, which was was set half an hour. They said half an hour to sign people, and <laughs> I think we we started at. It was at 4 to 4.30, and we finished at quarter to 8, and by which time they closed the, the thing, and, you know, I was completely knackered, and I could barely move my hand, you know. Yeah. It, the fans just kept coming. But then I kind of asked people then, you know, what do you, what was your favorite, and is it just me? And obviously most people, not most, but a lot of people said Blood Money, whereas I really enjoyed Absolution. Yeah. But that's because I... Um, I had so much acting to do, so that was just me being a, as a voice actor going oh, I love the the layers and the sadness, and he's got to you know go yeah. and take Diana and oh the betrayal and there was and then having to look after this kid victoria and and going what and I it, you know again it felt very leon feeling to it, and I, where you know hit agent forty seven doesn't know how to to deal with this and it just so I enjoyed the acting experience of it, but as a game, now I would say the new one. Right. Yeah. This is my absolute favorite, and as I say, I only played extensively uh, uh, Paris, but I have dipped into the others. And um, the Italian level is just—I'm—I'm I'm enjoying that probably a little too much. I, mean, I think I've got a sneaking suspicion I'm enjoying that so much because it's so sunny, and right now in Copenhagen it's so grey. You know, I'm getting kind of that winter depression so I keep... Finding myself going back to Sappenzia <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to play in the sunshine of the, the Italian Riviera, but um. <laughs> no so I, i'm th- the first short, short answer this one everything about it is just it ticks all the boxes yeah I, uh, I love it i do
0: is there a a particular assassination that sticks out for you in in one of the games is there a favorite that, just for either either just for for how it was done or just the silliness of it or you know
2: yeah ooh, i mean that is endless that's not a fair question but um <laughs> there was um now i'm at a loss it was a it was in a theater there was a good hit oh was that was that i think it was blood blood money actually that one particularly appealed to me but maybe that's because i'm an actor i just i just enjoyed it. it was just very well done yeah but other than that the um again only what i've experienced recently is is the paris where you could where you could take out the bad guy with uh dropping the chandelier on him oh yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. like that yeah, yeah. I did I like the drama of that, although you know there's a weird thing. I was thinking, "Oh, what about all the innocent people? <laughs> 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 oh, mind the women and children. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, those, those two I wish I could confirm which, that the, I'm pretty sure it' was blood money. Um, yeah, but it was, it was in a theater, otherwise definitely the Paris fashion show yeah season one
0: do you get recognized in public i mean i know you're obviously you're playing a video game character but you are a kind of large bald guy <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah it, it crosses over because they, they have used my face right um, it's you know in all honesty it has a has happened a few times really um, but it tends to be obviously linked then with my voice right and, and that has that has happened quite a lot yeah, where uh, I've been in a sound studio, I remember once flying to London to um, do some Lego recording and uh, in, you know, got into the booth and so you know, there's the soundproof window and the technician presses the button and says, can we just do a voice check? And I'm like, all right, and I'll just read something, you know, just talking to the microphone. And I started talking and I saw his head just jerk back. You know, like, <laughs> like he really sat bolt upright. And I thought, I knew straight away what, uh, I know what he does in his free time. And. <laughs> He spoke to me afterwards and said you you're, you're the man aren't you, you know, and yeah i am but i have had that quite a few times yeah um, often in sound sound studio environments but also on in social environments and occasionally at a, at a dinner party even or uh, just talking to someone in town and and a couple of times it has been with my face <laughs> just spooky. i'll tell you once the um when they launched Abs, uh, Absolution, they covered Copenhagen with posters. Really? It really. And I mean, covered it. They just the whole city was in this red poster. And that's when I got recognized once, walking past one of them. <laughs> that was really weird. Because you couldn't see the face fully in the... Uh, and, um, you know, it's not exactly me, but it's a definite and strong likeness. And as I say, they have um, motion captured my face and into Agent 47, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say they use your face, but do they motion capture? Have you done any motion capture for any of the other things as well?
2: No, you know, no, I haven't. And I am really miffed about that because <laughs> uh, I said, oh, come on, I'll, let me do it. <laughs> and there was one occasion I was in a voiceover conference in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got the call saying, listen, uh, we've got some motion, motion cap studio booked in London. Would you fancy doing some motion cap work? I is the Pope a Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I said, next, it'll be easier for me to fly via London than fly. Uh, I had to go up to Chicago and Stockholm and to get back to Copenhagen with my then current ticket. And um, so I was all getting excited. And uh, then they called back and canceled me. Bastards. They <laughs> <laughs> have... Um, in this last game, they have halfway through the game, they what well, they are now calling performance captured my face. Right. I had a helmet on with a little kind of GoPro setup. Yeah. They wanted to get my mouth and eyes and and you know how it moves. So that just shows you the kind of the level of attention now and the level of technology, for that matter. Yeah. Um, that's possible. Yeah. So I actually I haven't seen. That in action from the halfway mark. I think it was first going to be put in in uh, oh, I don't know if it was Thailand or um, Colorado. But I think I know. I think it was Colorado where it was first going to be shown. Okay. No, where you know. So that I'm just dead curious to see that because because you know, obviously you recognise your own facial movements or the way you talk and how your eyes sort of move. So. I'm just curious to see the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, great technology, that. Yeah, um, I mean, the
2: future is going to be amazing. You know, you know, All these action stars, it was Matt Damon and Tom Cruise and, and whatever, uh, Liam Neeson for that matter, they, they just need to motion cap themselves into a computer and then go and lie on a beach and earn 20%, you know. Because <laughs> it, it will never get old. They can be all the action. They will never get a scratch, you know. Uh, just sell yourself to a uh, top-notch computer game. Or even for that matter, you know, the future of uh, they can do it with Avatar. I think they can do it with anyone. Well,
0: know? yeah, I mean you you are getting you are getting that. I mean, um, oh, quantum something or other. There was an Xbox game recently where oh. Aaron Ashmore, is it Aaron yep. Ashmore or the other Ashmore? I can't remember. It's one of the Ashmores. Um, yeah. that, that has has been, yeah, you his know, entire likeness is in the game, and they actually jump between live action and the video game stuff
2: oh that's right yeah yeah i saw um yeah i did a um an interview with the Beeb last year uh, yeah. with a documentary about that yeah uh, so well, i mean yeah and that yeah you're right because so then you go oh it's so real you know why don't we just do that maybe that's what it's going to be in the future you know Yeah, yeah. scary. It's a bit of a scary thought, you know.
0: Yeah, you you are getting to the point. I mean, you're getting to the point where the digital stuff is, you know, moving into film. The the film stuff is moving into digital. um, I mean, look at the latest Star Wars movie. You've got entirely digital Uh, characters.
2: Unbelievable, and 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 they're a part of it. They're not just sort of uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, some sidekick in the in the background. They're really. They have a character. They have a personality. Yeah. They got hip you know, hip remarks and, you know, it's just going, wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Gen- General um, Tarkin Star- yeah. in the latest Star Wars had yeah. more screen time as a digital character than Peter <laughs> Cushion did. Now <laughs> uh, that, that, that makes me laugh. That's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's just that- crazy. So, uh, a few more questions we've got. <laughs> yeah, this, appropriately, this question is asked by somebody called Rubber duck in suit. Um, how many rubber ducks do you own? <laughs> uh,
2: one. I've got a little yellow one. Now you know. The truth is that.
0: Have there ever been lines or sounds you simply refused to make because it was too much or too gory?
2: No. I'm up for anything. Good. In fact, um, I think on on the country, sometimes I've done a you know a, a sort of a squelchy death sound of of, of sinking a pickaxe into someone's head, um, <laughs> which are going, oh, that's that's a bit too much. So I'm going, well, come on. I mean, it is putting an ice pick into someone's head. It's got to hurt.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, you know, I know there's an age limit on on games like Hitman, um, and obviously people play it younger, and they shouldn't, of course. Yes. But I, I think, you know, if you, you're, you're playing an, ass, an assassin and you can kill people in virtually any way possible, so then you can't really then begin to censor the way they die. Could you just die quietly like they used to do in the 50s <laughs> when there was no blood and you just sort of had this like slow motion fall to the ground,
0: you
2: know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Wayne films. <laughs> um, Where's the bullets? I don't see bullets. <clears throat>
0: um this question came up there was a number of people that made this remark so i should really ask it and it's it relates to i think a line in one of the earlier games does he need to use the bathroom
2: (laughs) that's from blood money yeah Yeah, you know i had a feeling when i was saying that line this is going to get a bit iconic (laughs) It just felt like it. And I gave it an extra sort of little twinkle. <laughs> yeah. And, and sure enough, it became one of those lines that just hung in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'd like been to the bathroom and, and just and stayed with it. You know, and I think there are some, we try, we really try and avoid those um, <clears throat> being, saying lines since then in an uh, iconic way or, or, or the writers even writing a line. Oh, this could be a good line. Yeah, you know, just to repeat that, they try not to be that sort of self-conscious, but there are some out there, you know. But I don't know if any, any line will ever beat that, you know, <laughs> the bathroom line. Um, when you
0: yeah. when you're recording lines, are you doing lines together with other people? So when you're with uh, Jay Perry, um, are you doing stuff together, or are they?
2: No, that is the biggest bummer. Um on oh, no. in a world of my own. Yeah uh it's horrible i mean no it's fine you know because we have this as i say a really good rapport with the writers uh, who were there and obviously tell me what's i uh, if they don't i'd ask what what comes before is the most important thing yeah. I don't really to know what comes even afterwards but um but no in, in terms of dialogue you know with another character uh, and yeah. read in for me uh, and they're the ones who wrote the lines so they may not be actors but they they really understand why the line is being written and that still works so you may you know have this you know line coming from some american bad guy being said to you by a danish writer in his pretty impeccable english but um it still won't won't be a tough bronx accent or you know but i would still get it because that person is totally on top of the line and that he he wrote it so he knows what his intention was and that's what i'm that's all i'm interested in in knowing you know yeah uh, not to sound pretentious i was speaking of pretension but you know when they wrote the you know plays in shakespeare's time and the actors got their parts they only got their parts they didn't get the whole play they just got these are your lines and those are your lines because you you couldn't write the whole play out and then when they turned up that's when they found out uh, how it all kind of fitted together and that's quite that's quite a good idea Actually, yeah. you know, I want to know more, but I, I especially with this this time around because it's been I've been recording for a year basically, yeah, about eight eight months,
0: yeah,
2: um, and so I'm I'm kind of dying. To,
0: and what happens next?
2: What we can't do?
0: <laughs> oh, bum! You know.
2: <laughs> so, but, that's it, but it's great because it keeps it. I kind of live it as I'm doing it. Yeah.
0: I also mean you can't give away spoilers unnecessarily.
2: (laughs) There's also that, you know, there's all those brown envelopes I've had to return.
0: Um, there was a, a another question we were they were sort of working it out and as f- we think that you and probably David Hayter are probably two of the longest I mean apart from being the most iconic voice actors I think of of video games you two are probably the longest running voice actors because so it's him with Solid Snake and you with Agent 47.
2: Um, yeah, how's Solid Snake been going now because that's. Cause I can't remember when it was not been going. So it's been 20
0: years or so, maybe Bloody Nora, really? it must be, it's gotta be heading up to that sort of. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, I'm, I'm 16 years, but that, that it beats me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's gotta be, it might be 18 years or so, but it, it's, it's yeah. been a while yeah have you ever, have you ever spoken to or met or spoken to David Hater about it no I haven't and uh
2: funny to say that when I at the EGX I was looking around to see if they had anything there and looking on the on the guest list you know to see if he wasn't there yeah and I don't know how often he attends those kind of things I, I mean I've just attended just that one but um I'd love to do more of it, actually. Mm. But no, I I, I would be be great to meet him and just to sort of talk to him about the the evolution of the computer games. Yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, I I did the BAFTAs last year. I presented a BAFTA Best Technical Award, uh, the BAFTA Games, yeah, And what was, ex- well, there were many things about that whole experience that were extraordinary. But two things really blew me away was the level of, well, the amount of money in the room. Uh, <laughs> yes. It, it, you know, there were just so many investors there with very big checkbooks. Yeah. Just wanted to buy them, buy into the gaming industry. We don't care. We don't, we know nothing about it, but we got, you know, we got $300 million. And you're going, what? Yes, you know. Uh, or and that was the one thing that struck me. There was this. There was a kind of almost fanatical interest of, of um, getting into it, yeah. or buying up other franchises, or just you know really cutting a big deal. The other one was um, obviously the way technology has developed, and obviously the, people were talking about virtual reality and how um, performance capture and just the, the graphics. Generally speaking, how how advanced are we going to need to get? Because. No one appreciates almost. It felt like where we've reached. Everyone kind of sees the potential for the next level. Yeah. Uh, instead of going, hang hey, guys, because for me, I'm it's the first time I walked into a room like that and going, wait, wait, this is a fun, this is mind-boggling. So much so that I've actually applied to join the BAFTA Games Board yeah because i I want to get involved in it myself and study its its rampant sort of um, progress because it's I think it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating.
0: yeah it is the, the amount of sort of money and skill and the, that are in and the industry now is phenomenal absolutely people, phenomenal. you know
2: I think it's been a good decision for example with iron tractor doing the episodic release I was very skeptical of it actually at first but uh that's this is the, that's a long conversation but what appeals to me about it is that with the way technology is moving so quickly they can stay keep ahead of the the, the ball or you know if you, if you use three of I mean like we had this with the absolution I mean took there was a Six-year gap from blood money to absolution. Yeah, and in which time the industries that sort of overtook the engine of uh, of I interactive, you know, they had to just completely start again. Yeah, and, and by the time it gets to the shelf, it's already out of date in yeah. terms of technology improvement. So. This this episodic release has been interesting because they've been able to kind of tweak it all the time from yes. level to level in level and, and and stay ahead of the race. And so I don't know if it's going to catch on with with other triple game franchises but um I think it's it's proved itself worthy of, of uh, repeating.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting approach. I, I have mixed feelings about it as well. But I, yeah, I mean, that that for a game development company, I, I can see the appeal of it, definitely. Yeah. So a couple of final questions for you. Because a lot of the time we're, we're interviewing TV people. So yeah. one of the questions we always ask people is, uh, well, there's two things. First one would be, what TV shows are you watching at the moment?
2: Uh, Homeland. Yes. I'm a Homeland Addict, basically. Awesome. I'm, 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 I just can't get enough of it, and we just they just started showing it over here. So yes. like, I can't even binge it. <laughs> <laughs> One episode at a time It's driving me nuts. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I, and it's again, I would love to see TV series. I just, <laughs> but I, you know, to take ten hours out of my life, uh, fool, I don't yeah. have that. Yeah. So I choose it very, very, you know. Very selectively. It's then.
0: If you could be involved with any TV show, which show would it be? Past, present or future? Oh,
2: bollocks. That's a hard one. Uh, I mean, other than Homeland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Homeland's a possibility, but if there's uh, anything that, else,
2: ooh, you know, um, I love the drama and the, the the paranoia and the tension and and the blood and the guts of, of something like Homeland. But there's a part of me that wants to go the other direction, yeah, and do something funny, right? So uh, only because it's probably more fun going to work on a daily basis. Then going, you know, oh, I've got three weeks to be tortured and then balls <laughs> ripped out. Oh, I can't wait to go to the go to the sound studio tomorrow. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the film studio tomorrow. Um, yeah, so I uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of one, but I, um, some kind of a very good comedy, yes, you know, okay, comedy series. I think would would, it would just I feel like it would keep me. Um, yeah I keep my it's- my interest and my entertainment of yes. going to you work
0: know. it's, it's a nice nice balance against agent forty seven
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I think so and you know that's the weird thing uh, I work for the english speaking theater in copenhagen and yes. um, have been doing that for forever, and we do all sorts of stuff. But the main show that they're most known for is their their Christmas show, which has got nothing to do with Christmas at all. But it's basically adult panto,
0: right? Yeah,
2: combined with cabaret. It's a bit of Monty Python, and it's rude, but with double entendre. So nothing's you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's I would call it adult panto, but yes. um, with a really much better story than Panto in Britain's very tragic, huh? but. <laughs> So, uh, so that's you know that gives me that 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 comedy stuff which is really kind of cutting edge and I was just I just had three and a half months playing bloody Trump which is <laughs> that was a double-edged sword that backfired didn't see that coming <laughs> uh, didn't find that funny at all no but, uh, I learned to find it funny you know in the in the in the production so what i what I was trying to say is that I I do a lot of comedy on the stage but when I do film or TV I play. Murderers and rapists and killers, <laughs> almost without exception. I mean, it's, it's very rarely I can show anything I do to um, to my children without going. Well, now look away. This, this bit gets a bit messy. <laughs> and, um, but Daddy, you you don't live to the end of these films. Well, I know. Mm. So yes. it's kind of it's a nice, rich tapestry. I'm I'm very grateful for you know any work can get thrown my way. But a TV series, I'd probably go for more of a comedy if I could
0: yes oh that that that'll be good it'll be good um what what else are you doing at the moment anything else coming up yeah funny enough i've got a, I've got a really good gig
2: tomorrow I'm, I'm presenting yes for kids soundtrack to hitman uh, okay. i don't know denmark's radio which is like the bbc of, of denmark um, yeah. the state tv station they their symphony orchestra uh, are running a series of um, theme concerts and this weekend they're doing uh, computer games
0: oh right okay cool
2: and so they're going to be playing um, yes for kids uh, work from uh, hitman 2 to 4 oh wow and uh, i'm going to come and present it and i'm doing a, i'm doing a blade runner in the start of june where i'm doing Harrison ford's lines from uh, you know
0: Oh, awesome.
2: As Decker, which, which is, I mean, I did Lars von Trier's recently. They had a Lars von Trier evening. Lars von Trier is a Danish. Yes, yes, I'm and,
0: aware of Lars von Trier, yeah. And Trier's, yeah.
2: But he really goes up in his, his music. Yeah. Uh, and there was a film called Europa, where Max von Sydow played a psychiatrist, and he right. talks There's this sort of long, languid voiceover at the beginning of the film. And so, uh, obviously, he wasn't there, but I got to... And, What's fun with the, these evenings, they're, um, you know, I'm standing in front of 72-piece orchestra giving it absolute welly, and there's a massive screen behind me, a full-blown movie screen behind my head, and me, just so you, you don't get a second chance. Either. You kind of go, oh, oh, bum. Can <laughs> we you do No, know, because they're all so – um, that's fun. But other than that, lots of voiceovers. I'm, I'm just in voiceover season now up until right. the can film and TV and, documentary festivals i do a lot of presentation work
0: right yeah yeah awesome yeah i got plenty to do <laughs> <laughs> awesome i shall let you get back to your day thank you for for uh coming yeah. on and spending a bit of time i'm sure the people on reddit will be very happy so
2: <laughs> yeah well i look forward to to hearing it. all the best Th- thank and, you um,
0: thanks for coming on hopefully we'll speak again at some point been a pleasure in the meantime Yes, thank you. Thank you for coming on. All right. Have a good day. Cheers. Thank
2: you. Bye, David. Um,
0: cheers, bye. That was the interview with Hitman's Agent 47, himself, David Bateson. Um, hope you really enjoyed that. We will now give you some air date information. Bye, 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 bye. And it's this week, we've got a few renewals. Um Delicious, which was the Dawn Friends show which was on Sky One. That's been renewed for a second season. Didn't see an episode of it, so I have No, no idea. I was
1: going to. That was just the, was it just the three episodes? And it yeah. had the guy from Game of Thrones in. Yes. Oh, I think Perhaps perhaps he wasn't in very long. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Uh yeah, no, he was. He was he was the main male lead, I think. It sort of looked quite good, but wasn't really my sort of thing. And there was other yeah. stuff on, so I ended up not seeing it. But uh yeah, that's been renewed for a second season. Travelers, which
1: is This is more your alley. Here uh, we go. Yeah
0: amazing amazing show uh, that is on netflix right now for season one and they've renewed it for a second season as well that's a co-production with showcase i think it is in canada which is one of canada's big networks brilliant brilliant show set in present day where people in the future have found the ability of how to jump back into bodies of people in the past so they jump into people at the point that they were supposed to die take over their bodies stop the accidents that was going to kill them and then take on their lives, essentially. And they're being sent back in time to try and stop this
1: catastrophic disaster. Yes, they're sort of like time police, aren't they? Yeah. Going back to stop this.
0: None of them kind of know exactly, supposed to know exactly who each other are And there's lots of them and they're kind of all in these various different bodies and kind of little cells working in various different individual areas to try and kind of pull something together that will stop this catastrophic event in the future. It's a really, really good show. It's written by one of the guys that wrote Stargate and it's well worth watching if you've uh, not caught it yet. But it's on Netflix right now. It's called Travellers. Go and watch that. I strongly advise that. Uh, A couple Mm -hmm. more... Netflix updates the OA has been renewed for a second season I'm about halfway through the first season of that and I haven't managed to get back to it yet but uh, that was uh, enjoyable it's weird but enjoyable <laughs> got Jason Isaacs in it which I know will draw in some fans just by the fact that it's got Jason Isaacs in it Stranger Things inevitably has been officially renewed for a second yes, season they had well. the
1: uh, Super Bowl uh, trailer didn't they
0: yes yeah they did so uh yeah inevitably that's that's back for a second season and uh they're in, there's a new trailer out which was up at the super bowl Saturday. i thought
1: they um i thought they put a date on that 31st of october i thought they put uh, I, heard. I don't know i don't know yes really, I, I think yes yes you're right it was it
0: was halloween because it was 31st of october you're entirely right so uh yeah that is is returning on the 31st of october that in terms of other changes Person of interest, aka Batman in a suit, don't start. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that was one of my, uh, one of my more, one of the podcasts I enjoyed most. Get
0: that <laughs> um, so yes, ba- Batman in a suit uh, is back for its final season. So season five, Slightly annoying to some people, it's moved from Channel 5 to 5USA, 5 and I know some people can't get 5USA, so yeah. if they've been following it, they're going to be slightly irritated, but uh, that is back on the 22nd of February at 9pm, that's Person of Interest for a 13 episode final season of that I'm just glad it's showing somewhere. Apparently, as somebody was saying as well, that five USA isn't high def either, which is oh. annoying, but uh,
1: 2017.
0: Oh yeah. I will. I will take what I can get at this point. Channel five needs a talking to with their scheduling at the moment. It's <laughs> a little bit, all over the place. Uh Big Bang Theory season 10 part 2 that is back on E4 on the 23rd of February at half past 8 in the evening. So I'm still enjoying Big Bang. I know it's that's not cool to admit at this point, but uh, <laughs> it isn't cool though. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I am still enjoying Big Bang. It's good fun. If you want to catch the Oscars in the UK, it's on the channel Sky C- Cinema Oscars. So you're going to need the movie channels for it. It's the 89th Academy Awards. That's on the 26th of February. Starts at 11.30 with the red carpet stuff and then 1.30 in the morning for the actual Oscar event, which will go for about four hours. Oh so, <laughs> so it is an all-nighter if you're going to go and do that.
1: Take a day off the day after, I think.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, if, you're, if you're a student and you want to stay up and watch that, maybe yes but if you've got work yeah. if you've got work the to do 20, no. i believe
1: the, the 26th is the sunday night so is it is it like monday morning when it's actually yeah, gonna happen? It,
0: it will actually go out it'll be 1 30 a.m monday morning but it, it, the preview starts at half 11 on sunday Good
1: night. excuse to take the monday off <laughs>
0: yep yeah good excuse for a long weekend if you're a film fan um so there's that taken which is the tv show based on the liam neeson movies Special set of skills, find you, kill you, that, blah, blah, that stuff. We'll find Uh, you. (laughs) That is coming on to Amazon Prime on the 28th of February. That will be on. That's for its first season. If you want to see what that's like, I have no idea what it's going to be like, but there you go. Beaches, which is apparently a TV show based on the 1980s movie. That is coming to Lifetime on the 12th of March at 9pm. Stars Idina Menzel and Nia Long. Adina uh, Menzel, the uh, girl from Frozen. The let it go girl from Frozen. Amazing. So, uh, yes. If you like Frozen, that might be one for you. Grace and ironic Fra- <laughs> that it's called
1: Beaches and <laughs> yeah. she was in Frozen.
0: Yeah, yeah. ironic. Um, Grace and Frankie season Here we three. Go. That's on the 24th of March. We turn up on Netflix about 8 a.m. because that's the time they usually turn up on Netflix. That's uh, Jane Fonda and Lenny Tomlin are back as the two women whose husbands, played by Martin Sheen and Sam Watterson, have fallen in love with each other. Have you uh,
1: seen any I of that, day? I still
0: haven't seen it, but everybody it's tells terrific. me it's absolutely fantastic. So uh, Chris used to rave about it as well when Chris was doing the podcast. So I really want to go and find some time to, to watch that. <laughs> it's it's one of those shows that, because I know it's a Netflix original, I know it's, it's not going, going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. There's a new show also coming to Netflix. Netflix had a press event this week, if you can't tell already. <laughs> That's why there's a lot of Netflix stuff. Netflix got a new show starring Bill Nye the Science guy. Bill Nye the science guy was a huge phenomena in the US and uh, he's sort of known over here but not particularly well. Bill Nye saves the world. It's called and it's Bill Nye exploring a wide range of topics with celebrity guests. So it's experiments and and discussing things and him introducing theories and ideas. Sounds like it could be quite good fun. That's starting on the twenty first of April on Netflix. So I, I think if you're into sciencey type shows, I think that and and just fun pop science, I think that will mm. be an interesting one to watch. Lucifer if you're wondering where that's disappeared from from amazon prime it's on break again in the u.s so this is part three of season
1: part two three wow unprecedented uh, yeah well
0: no unfortunately we've had things splitting for four parts before so oh my life yeah season two part three that is coming on the second of may which also happens to be my birthday uh second of may <laughs> So that will be back for Lucifer on Amazon Prime. And also announced this week, Orange is the New Black Season 5 comes to Netflix on the 9th of June. That's arriving. I really like Orange is the New Black. It's a really funny show and really found its footy again. Um, season 3 kind of lost its way slightly. Season 4, it, it was definitely back on track. So uh, well worth watching if you've uh, not caught that yet. Next week on TV... We have Grimm starting on Valentine's Day, <laughs> the 14th, <laughs> at 9pm on W, which is Watch for those people that haven't realised they've changed their name to W. <laughs> which, we still get that question. And who
1: would? I mean, it's every six months with these people.
0: Yes, so W, channel formerly known as Watch, on the 14th of February at 9pm, that's Grimm's sixth and final season. So if you want a Grim Valentine's Day, that'll be coming at 9pm on W. 24 Legacy also starts uh, this week. That's on the 15th of February on Fox UK. That's at 9pm. I've seen the first episode of this and I really liked it. It's very much 24. And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's just like, you know, it's just like twenty-four was. and I, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that. what why they're banding that around as a criticism. I'm yeah, not entirely sure it's
1: wh- twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm not entirely sure. They've seen a number of snarky articles about it, and I'm like, well, I'm not. Wh- what were you expecting? I'm, that's I'm like not saying, in,
1: oh, Patrick Stewart just sits in the chair and flies the ship. That's, yeah, that's I, exactly the same as uh, the first series of Star Trek.
0: I, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what they were expecting. It's <laughs> it's 24. It's, it is it is 24. And yes, there's no Jack Bauer, but Corey Hawkins is, is a likable character, and I think it will do a good job. It's hard to judge off just one episode, but I want to see more of it, definitely. So... Um, yeah, that's coming on the 15th of February to Fox UK at 9pm. Um, Grey's Anatomy is back for the second half of season 13. That's Grey's Anatomy.
1: On, that, that progress we go forever.
0: Yes, 13 seasons, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, back for the second half of season 13. That's on the 15th of February at 9pm, which is followed on Sky Living by Madam Secretary, which is starting its third season, 15th of February at 10pm. Neither of those shows I've ever seen, so... Yeah. <laughs> I know they've been around a while, but there's an Australian mystery drama called The Kettering Incident, which is starting on Sky Atlantic on the 15th. At 10 pm as well. It's about a missing child. There's a, It's a set in small town Australia and a child game missing. Apparently. Oh, not, not
1: Kettering here.
0: No, not Kettering here. <laughs> it's a Kettering in Australia. So, uh, yeah. Then on the 19th, on BBC One, there is a series which looks really, really interesting called SSGB, which is an alternative history where Germany won the Battle of Britain. It's following a detective that is working in Scotland Yard, but Scotland Yard is run by the ss but he's also kind of trying to subvert them as well so mm. it, it's it's based on a novel looks quite interesting and uh, i really like man in the high castle which is the, the i was of, gonna say
1: it sounds like man in the high castle it,
0: it basically is i mean it's the same sort of premise it it's a it's a what if germany had won you know so uh rather than them taking over the whole of the u.s they've taken over britain at this point and i don't think it's necessarily i don't know whether it's set present day or it's set sort of just after germany one i'm not entirely sure but yeah it looks kind of interesting so uh so that's one to watch out for that's ssgb it's on bbc one on the 19th of february at 9 p.m season 18b of or 18 part two of law and order special victims unit comes to the universal channel on the 19th of february at 10 p.m They've got a new show called Crashing, which is on Sky Atlantic on the 21st of February at 10 past 10. It's Judd Apatow on a new comedy which is about an unlucky comedian as he crashes on couches of some of New York's top comics after his marriage falls apart. That sounds good. So, um yeah, as, as Andrew said, if that was made right in the UK, it would be some sort of gritty drama about sort of a homeless comedian. But <laughs> <laughs> but as it's America, it's a dark comedy. So, yeah, Judd playing the, I think, playing the lead in that. So it's called Crashing. 21st of February at 10 past 10 on Sky Atlantic, that is. But yeah, sounds interesting, that one. Magicians season two, that's coming to five star on 21st of February at 9pm, which is about uh, some students in New York that end up a sort of, kind of teenage Hogwarts, basically. It's set in America. There's, they will
1: have you know you're at Hogwarts till you're 17, 18. So, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to start teenage Hogwarts. Okay,
0: let's, okay, let's, just, okay. let's, let's uh, I will adjust that to being a college a sort okay, of post-high post, post school uh, college <laughs> of uh, of magic. basically Further education. It's it's magical further education, yes. That's on the 21st of February on Five Star that's coming. That's The Magician Season 2. And finally, Billions arrives for Season 2 on Sky Atlantic on the 21st of February at 9pm as well. First season of that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I was about
1: to ask if you've seen any of that. I might give that a go. Well, well worth it. That's on their TV.
0: I think uh, first season of that is up already. So well worth watching. It's. I mean, there's a lot of finance stuff in it, which might sort of put some people off. Sure. But, but but stick with it. It's it's so brilliantly acted. Portia Matti's absolutely superb damian lewis is great it it just can't recommend that highly enough it was really gripping the first season of that because it's it's very kind of two-faced backstabbing machiavellian kind of politics and stuff going on really really good so uh so that one's worth watching. there were a couple of little changes that popped up today as well just to add these in mr robot season two if you haven't got Amazon and were watching on the Universal channel, the Universal have said that's coming in April at some time. Chicago Justice, that was the other thing as well. Chicago Justice finally has been picked up in the UK by Universal. Don't have a time for that yet, but it is coming to the Universal channel. So it is actually going to be tied up. Uh, with one of the other Chicago shows it's Chicago Med or PD or Fire or one of <laughs> them I can't remember whichever one it is because Sky have one and then somebody else has something else I think Five have one and then Universal has one so so yes those were the, the other two little bits and pieces that popped up anything else from you?
1: no that's it we keep going uh, still watching Bob's Burgers and Modern Family still great uh, we're going to watch the Lego Batman movie tomorrow which promises to be fantastic
0: yes yeah it should, be good. should yeah. be good other than that Nothing going on. (laughs) Good, good. All right. Well, I will be down at the PC Gamer Weekender this weekend. So if you spot me wandering around, I might be wearing a Geek Town t-shirt. Come and say hello. <laughs> uh, I will have Bex with me for on the Saturday as well from uh, Bex Trista from Trista Bites and from this podcast. So she will be with me. So that is everything. We shall see you next week. But in the meantime, you can find us on geektown.co.uk throughout the week if you want to find the latest air news. You can get in touch with your questions and comments on podcast at GeekTown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at GeekTown on Twitter, on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash GeekTown, on YouTube at YouTube.com forward slash GeekTown, or on Instagram at geektownuk. UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.